0: Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from the Lancet Oncology. This is for the December issue and today I'm delighted to be joined by Talia Malagon to discuss her modelling study on age at last screening and remaining lifetime risk of cervical cancer in older unvaccinated HPV negative women. Welcome, please can you introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: Yes, my name is Dr. Talia Malagon. I work at the McGill University Division of Cancer Epidemiology with uh, Dr. Eduardo Franco. I'm a postdoctoral fellow at the Division of Cancer Epidemiology.
0: So to begin with, can you give some background to your study for our listeners and why you've decided to investigate the stopping age of cervical cancer screening?
1: certainly so at the division of cancer epidemiology our longstanding research efforts heavily focus on the epidemiology and prevention of cervical cancer and other human papillomavirus associated diseases so cervical cancers are caused by persistent infections with oncogenic human papillomaviruses which are also known as hpv infection with an oncogenic hpv type can cause precancerous lesions in some women and For some women, these may eventually progress to cervical cancer. While we can now vaccinate younger girls and women against HPV, older women will generally not have been vaccinated and still depend on screening to prevent cervical cancer. So, we have for a long time screened women using cytology from cervical smears, which are also known as Pap tests, uh, and these detect the precancerous lesions which are caused by HPV and which can then be treated before they ever progress to cervical cancer. Screening with these cervical smears is a great success story and that has greatly reduced the number of women who get cervical cancers in many countries across the world. However, cytology screening is far from perfect because it has a low sensitivity which means that it does not always detect the precancerous lesions which cause cancer. So for this reason, most guidelines recommend that women get periodically screened throughout their lives so that we can detect the precancerous lesions which have been missed in previous screens as well as any new lesions that have developed. Um, However, we've known for some time that screening directly for oncogenic HPV types performs just as well, if not better, than screening with cytology in women who are aged between 30 to 60 years old. And many countries have now replaced cytology with HPV testing for cervical cancer screening. However, what was not known before was whether an older woman who is HPV negative could just as safely stop screening as an older woman who tests cytology negative. So this question, is whether there is an age where continued screening becomes futile because the risk of cancer is too low to be worth the potential harms of screening tests and procedures. We know that though screening prevents cancer, it can also cause harm to some women because for every true case of disease that is prevented, there are going to be many women who have false abnormal test results who may have unnecessary follow-up and treatment. These women may feel distressed due to having received an abnormal result. They may need to take time off work to attend appointments. They may experience pain and discomfort during the procedures. Ideally, we would like to minimize these harms of screening. So there's been a lot of research in recent years on the age at which women should start screening to minimize harms. However, there's very little evidence on what is the best age to stop cervical cancer screening. Unlike many other cancers, the risk of cervical cancer tends to decline at older ages, uh, in part because adequate screening at younger ages prevents cancers in older women. The reason there's recommendations at all to stop screening is that there's diminishing returns with each subsequent screen, and at some point, the woman is likely not getting much benefit from screening because her risk of getting cervical cancer becomes very low. So the question we wanted to answer is, at what age can we consider the risk of cervical cancer low enough to stop screening? Is this age the same with cytology as with HPV testing? So our modeling study examines this question of how stopping at different ages affects a woman's predicted remaining lifetime risk of cervical cancer.
0: And what were the main findings of your study?
1: So in our study, we used a decision model to estimate the remaining lifetime risks of cervical cancer for older women who stop screening at different ages, conditional on them having a negative screen result. So our model reproduces how women age over time, including their probability of getting screened, getting infected with HPV, being diagnosed with cervical cancer. We inputted a lot of data into this model so it could reproduce cervical cancer incidence and HPV prevalence by age. As well as data from Canadian provincial screening registries. We could then with this model examine a lot of what-if scenarios, how the risk of cervical cancer changes if a woman decides to stop screening at different ages. First, we found unsurprisingly that the model predicted that most of the preventive benefits from screening come before the age of 55. This is because screening in young and middle adulthood prevents most cervical cancers. However, when we looked at the value of screening past this age, the results depended on which type of screening test was used as the final exit screen test. When using cytology from cervical smears, our model predicted that increasing the age to stop cervical cancer screening in five-year increments up to approximately age 75 could still prevent additional cervical cancer at older ages, although the benefits do diminish as the women gets older. This is because additional cytology testing at older ages was able to detect lesions that had been missed by previous screens or that had risen in the meantime. However, when we instead assume that HPV testing is used as the exit screen test, our model predicted that women who are HPV negative at the age of 55 already have a very low remaining lifetime risk of cervical cancer even if they stop screening. This is because HPV testing is much more sensitive to precancer than cytology testing. In fact, we estimated that a woman who is HPV negative at 55 who stops screening has even a lower remaining lifetime risk of cervical cancer than the average woman who keeps on screening with cytology until age 70. So in other words, we found that the long-term predictive, a negative predictive value of an HPV test was higher than the negative predictive value of cytology. Uh, we were honestly slightly surprised that a negative HPV test was predictive of such a low remaining lifetime risk of cervical cancer even at age 55 uh, because after all we know that women can still acquire new HPV infections or have reactivations of old infections throughout their lives. However, because the risk of new infections declines substantially with age and because older women who are HPV negative are very unlikely to currently have precancer or cancer, Uh, The model predicted that there was a very low risk that any new infections after that age could cause cancer within that woman's remaining lifetime. And also, encouragingly, we found that the predicted lifetime risk of cervical cancer after a negative HPV test was always very low in all of our sensitivity analyses.
0: So please, can you explain some of the limitations of the registry data that you used? Because it doesn't exclude women with hysterectomies. So what effect does this have on your results?
1: Yeah, so cancer registries are tasked with collecting data on the number of new cancer cases in a given year. When that number is divided by the number of people in the population, it's a measure of the incidence rate or the risk of cancer. This is highly valuable data because it gives policymakers an idea of what cancer types cause the highest cancer burden, and policymakers can also look at the risk of cancer by age to determine the benefit of screening for cancer in each age group. The issue with cervical cancer is that uh, the, the registry data may not reflect the true risk in women who would be theoretically targeted for cervical cancer screening, that is, women who have a cervix. Because we know that women as the age, uh, many of them will have hysterectomies for other generally unrelated gynecological conditions. Women who have had a total hysterectomy, which removes the cervix, are no longer at risk for cervical cancer and no longer need to be screened for cervical cancer. So the benefits and harms of screening should therefore be evaluated for women who still have their cervix and who are still at risk for cervical cancer. Cancer registries are generally not designed to exclude these women with hysterectomies from the denominator. So the risk of cervical cancer is generally underestimated in older women with the cervix who might be targeted for screening. So, and this in turn may lead to undervaluing how screening works in older women. Uh, This is more likely to be the case in countries such as Canada and the U.S., which have had historically very high hysterectomy rates. Uh, It may be less the case in some European countries which have had historically lower hysterectomy rates, but there is still likely to be at least some underestimation of the risk of cervical cancer in older women with a cervix. So in our study, we tried to take this limitation of the data into account by including women with hysterectomies when we calibrate our model to registry data. And we also made sure after to calculate the risk of cervical cancer only for women who have a cervix at each age in order to better estimate the value of further screening the women who are still at risk for cervical cancer, that is, women who still have their cervix.
0: So finally, looking to the future, how can your study inform policymakers about the age at which to stop cervical cancer screening for those women in different age brackets?
1: It's important to consider the added value of screening at older ages, especially in the context of an aging world population. First, I want to emphasize that cervical cancer screening between the ages of 30 to 49 years should always be the first priority because screening at these ages has been predicted both by our model and by others to prevent the most cervical cancers. However, our model does predict that there are also incremental benefits to continuing screening for women after these ages in the context of a cytology-based screening although these benefits do decline with age. So in the sensor model, results support most high-income countries' guidelines so far which have recommended that a woman should only stop screening between the ages of 60 to 70 years old uh, following inadequate screening history. And because most countries until recently have used cytologies for screening, these recommendations therefore made sense under the old cytology screening paradigm and still make sense for the countries which still use cytology screening. However, there are many countries worldwide, such as the Netherlands, Australia, and now England, which are replacing cytology with HPV testing as their primary screening test. Uh, So our study predicts that the remaining lifetime risk of cervical cancer is is very low after a negative HPV test, even after the age of 55, which is also in line with clinical trial data in younger women, which have have shown a very high long-term negative predictive value of a negative HPV test. So I think that in light of not only our results, but also of the the general results in the literature, it it is likely that in many places where HPV screening is being introduced, that the age to stop screening will be at least revisited by policymakers and potentially lowered in many places in order to achieve a better balance of harms and benefits of screening at older ages. Now, what constitutes a sufficiently low risk of cervical cancer to stop screening has, of course, no definitive answer. It may be context-specific, depending on societies and individual's risk tolerance. We hope that our analysis can at least assist the policymakers for re reevaluating cervical cancer screening recommendations and provide useful estimates of the value of continuing screening at each age. This study was done as an initial exploration that will ultimately examine how we should screen women who have been vaccinated against HPV, a topic that has been a research pursuit at our division of cancer epidemiology for some time. The future risk of cervical cancer in vaccinated women will be so low that our current screening paradigm will probably not be adapted for their needs. How often should we we eventually screen vaccinated cohorts over their lifetime to maximize the benefits while minimizing the harms of over-screening? So this is the topic of our ongoing research and we wish to help policymakers have good evidence for facing these difficult decisions in the near to long-term future.
0: Well, thank you again for taking the time to speak to us about your modelling study, which is available in the December issue of The Lancet Oncology. And Thank you all for listening.